Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. In this week's episode, we're live in the Art Tactic Podcast studio with Joe Elliott, Director of Sales and Marketing at ArtLogic, which provides integrated technology solutions for the art world. Joe's here today to talk with us about some of the technological trends in the art market today. Joe, thanks for joining us. Uh, you're, you're very welcome. First, how technologically advanced are art galleries, whether it's a blue chip gallery or even smaller ones? Well, you know, I, I think in the early days of the web, um, most people would probably agree, and I, and I guess I'm sort of going back, all, you know, years and years here, that, um, you know, the majority of galleries were certainly a little hesitant, uh, perhaps even cautious when, you know, sort of beginning to consider online presences, um, you know, and websites and so on. And, and obviously, nowadays, absolutely every gallery in the world have to, has to have a website, but, you know, especially in the last years, year, part, last Five years or so, there's uh, there's been an incredible appetite, uh, you know, just for much more efficient, better streamlined technology solutions, uh, you know, both with younger gallery and more established blue chip galleries. You know, I would say there's, you know, there's a few reasons for this. Um, perhaps first and foremost is that all of the businesses in the art world, the vast majority of which are very international, you know, have, have come to the realization or beginning to come to the realization that websites um, are almost always the first impression of, you know, of their business um, f- for any potential client. You know, uh, nowadays, whether it's a gallery or, you know, a restaurant or, or a shop that we might be visiting, we're almost always going to Google it on our phones if just to check for contact details or an address, you know, whether it's the address of the gallery or the current exhibition, almost always you're going to go and visit that website. And, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, every single gallery that you walk into is, you know, just has like beautifully designed, there's so much consideration and attention to detail. The finishes are always absolutely stunning and they're often sort of very calming environments. And you really want that to run through into your website and there also to be brand consistency between the two. You don't kind of want a slightly sort of clunky looking website with this incredibly beautiful and calming uh, sort of gallery. So I think a lot of galleries are sort of starting to think about that and really wanting to align their brands, uh, both between the website and the physical space. Um, and also, of course, the you know continued emergence and use of mobile devices has meant that in addition to uh, just the spaces that um, galleries also want responsive websites. So there's been kind of a um, certainly a big uptick in kind of uh, the demand for newer, more modern websites. And perhaps uh, the second point, a little bit more on the database side of things, uh, it really has to do, I think, a lot with the you know importance and continued growth um, of the inter- international art fairs and just international travel uh, required in the in the art market in general. Um, you know, portability now and having online solutions available um, that sales teams can use wherever they are anywhere in the world is really absolutely critical. And when it comes to art fairs in particular, um, obviously, you know, you've got galleries doing anywhere from five to 10 of these a year. um, And there's a huge financial commitment involved. So the stakes are really pretty high. And having very streamlined, very efficient, integrated technology solutions where they can both access their database within, you know, within seconds and it's fully up to date, but also have a, you know, an, a sales tool in the form of like an iPad app that they can access in seconds and fire out emails to any potential um, buyer that comes into the booth within seconds is, is huge. And they have to capitalize on every single opportunity they have. 
So um, there's definitely been an increase there. You know, in the past, there was people with, you know, you were jotting down business cards and having to follow up with people the evening after the fair. And now you can fire out emails in seconds and that, and, you know, that ability to do that with a well-built system is, is critical. In terms of the uh, younger programs and galleries versus sort of the more established blue chip galleries, uh, there's absolutely no doubt that we're certainly starting to see, uh, you know, growth in both areas um, for, for sure. And with the younger galleries, obviously, um, you know, there's, there's an investment that has to be made to purchase these sort of well-integrated technology solutions. Um, but I think a lot of the younger galleries are realizing that um, when they have sort of good business plans in place and they do invest in these systems, that they can, they can really streamline the business and enable faster growth. Because whereas in the past, you know, when I used to work at galleries, uh, you know, years ago, before I sort of moved into art tech, um, you'd have, you know, a database built by one company, you'd have a website built by another company, you'd have perhaps even an iPad app built by another um, and, uh, you know, and even an, e an email marketing system. And each of these were separate. And that meant you would have one person managing each of these systems with an integrated system that can manage your website, your database, your iPad apps, your email marketing from one central location. It means that you, you only really have to have one person kind of managing that. And the gallery can actually scale down on the level of potential employees they might need at an early stage. And the directors can actually focus on sales and collector development and so on you know, as opposed to having to be managing loads of different systems all at once. But the blue chip galleries, um, yes, there's absolutely a lot of interest as well. Um, it's a very, very different process, though. I think the younger galleries, um, they have the ability to really sit, you know, take a look at all of the tech solutions available, assess all the companies that are offering these products and make sure they find the company that suits their needs and has you know the products that they need and then they can they can kind of pull the trigger because they're building everything from the ground up um, whereas the blue chip galleries you're talking you know 10 20 30 years of historical data um, that's incredibly sensitive and so not only do the blue chip galleries have to make sure they find the right company to suit them but they have to make sure that in addition to that they find a company that they can trust to move as efficiently as is humanly possible, move their data from an older system and transfer it and, tra you know, and port it across to the new database as efficiently as is humanly possible with you know, a very um, well mapped out roadmap and timeline that can be stuck to and so on. So there's much more decision making there. Um, you have to really plan out when they're gonna make the move um, kind of this time of year in December, January is very popular for us for bigger galleries and also the summer, of course, because it's a lot quieter. So, you you know, there's a, a much longer gestation period, I guess, for the larger galleries um, before they can actually make that that final decision to say, yeah, let's let's plan this and go ahead. Yeah, that's really interesting to hear. I feel like in the art world, we don't hear that much about technological trends. So that was really insightful. Another big kind of buzzword and trend in terms of art and technology is e-commerce. And it'd be great if you could kind of chronicle for us how galleries initially perceived e-commerce and the extent to which it could contribute to their sales versus how galleries today view the importance of e-commerce as a selling platform. How much of an increase in the perceived importance of e-commerce have we seen um, since e-commerce first started in the art world to here where we are today? 
You know, there's absolutely no doubt that um, there was a huge amount of hype about the potential of e-commerce and selling art online. Uh, when we first started, e you know, seeing e-commerce solutions come out, um, you know, and of course, uh, this was, uh, you know, absorbed into sort of the, the commercial retail world very quickly. But um, I think, as a lot of people are aware that, you know, there were a lot of problems um, and hiccups early on with, with trying to sort of implement e-commerce solutions into the art world. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, and I guess, you know, the, one of the biggest problems there really was in unfamiliarity uh, with e-commerce in the art market, in particular with regards to purchasing, uh, you know, one-of-a-kind high-ticket items online. This just was very foreign, um, you know, to people in the art market. And this was also uh, paired with the fact that the e-commerce solutions available in the early days were, they really were quite clunky. Um, they were often sort of relatively ugly and very hard to style into, um, into, into websites. So regardless of your design prowess from a website perspective, you ended up being very limited. And they were incredibly expensive. They were expensive to implement. Um, and they were expensive to run. You know, they had, not only would they take a percentage of every sale, which is very common for all to this day, to all, for all um, e-commerce platforms, but in the past, they would also take monthly fees as well. So, you know, we certainly saw some of our clients invest in having us build um, checkouts into their websites. Um, but I would say uh, that was only really worthwhile for gallery selling, you know, multiples, print and editions or things like that. Or, or even low-cost commercial products. Um, you know, however, obviously, a number of things have changed. Um, and in particular, um, it's been very exciting to see the shift in, I would say, the last couple of years. Um, because even, you know, just three years ago, I, I would often be advising people not to get e-commerce a lot of the time just due to the expense. But already that's changed. And I think... Um, the familiarity has helped, and I think it, um, we are more familiar with buying things online now, and that is thanks to, I think, companies like Artsy and Artspace and Padelet and even the auction houses doing uh, more online sales now. And though, you know, that sure, there's definitely a long way to go uh, um, in terms of uh, the sort of profit margin seen with online sales, but there's certainly been a lot more success um, I've, I've heard reports of, of, of very, you know, high ticket items selling um, through these online platforms. Um, so we're definitely kind of moving in the right direction there. And, and there's no doubt that people are just starting to think about this more and be a little bit more comfortable with it. Um, the, the second thing that I think has really helped uh, dramatically, especially from our perspective in terms of us being able to recommend to clients or offer to clients that they that, that you know that we can build e-commerce into their website is significantly improved and much much cheaper um, third uh, third party companies that are offering these e-commerce solutions now. Um, we actually recently moved to using Stripe, um, and uh, Stripe was actually also adopted in 2015 by um, Twitter as Twitter decided to move towards. Um, being able to, uh, or, or starting to facilitate sales online. Um, you know, and the thing about Stripe is, I think they're still kind of on the up. They're, they're a very progressive, um, relatively young company, but they're doing some great stuff. Um, it looks incredibly slick. It can be easily styled. Um, it's also responsive, so it works on mobiles, which is obviously absolutely huge. Um, and, and most importantly, 
it's cheap. Um, their rates, I think, are incredibly reasonable in terms of the percentages that they take. They don't charge um, you know, an ongoing monthly fee. Um, you know, and this has led to us changing our approach in how we advise clients from an e-commerce perspective. The, you know, our clients, we can recommend it more. We can even bring it up more if people haven't thought about it to see if they might be interested in it, dependent on the type of gallery, if we think it might be suited to them. And also, we're starting to see more and more galleries take a little bit more of a sort of, um, you know, well, why not approach to e-commerce um, as the financial commitment so much lower. So especially, you know, galleries selling prints, photographs, um, galleries that have large-scale large publication, op uh, um, publication operations, um, it really makes a lot of sense. And I think especially with, uh, you know, current trends of uh, a lot of the, you know, really large commercial galleries now starting to have non major non-profit wings, um, that are, have huge publication outfits and edition outfits, um, that having e-commerce and really good e-commerce built in is, um, is, is really, really important nowadays. Uh, and one last little snippet, maybe just like a little piece of advice that I might offer, I guess, to just kind of in, in our experience over the last couple of years um, with these shifts is that I think it is absolutely critical that if you are considering um, e-commerce that you really have to provide the customer with context. Um, you know, whether this is a, a well-shot photo of, of the artwork in situ, just in some situation, whether it be in a, a relatively empty room with a table or a chair or something like that to provide um, some context and scale or even digitally uh, using tools, tools that will proportionally show the artwork in space. Um, Artsy actually do that very well. They have a view in a room tool. But um, our clients that we've seen do this, uh, we've seen it help significantly. Um, you know, uh, we have a couple of uh, Michael Hoppen's website. They have a really nice example of this. They always show interiors of all of their publications, which is great. And I think allows you to have a much more in-depth knowledge of what you're purchasing. Um, we've got a young photographer called Tommy Clark, who um, he, uh, he often shows the main picture of the artwork. And then he takes a picture of the artwork in his studio quite often. And it just helps so much in terms of getting an understanding of what, what you're looking to purchase. So um, uh, it, context can certainly help if you can manage to implement that. Another aspect uh, of the art world and technology that maybe isn't touched on enough is our collectors and how collectors benefit from technological innovation and how they've benefited from this in the art world over the past few years. What are your thoughts on how collectors have benefited from this? Uh, well, I, I guess I would say um, that... Well, perhaps I can talk about sort of two key benefits here, um, uh, one being access and the second being uh, reporting. Um, you know, often collectors have, you know, incredibly large collections. In fact, even collectors with, you know, uh, smallish collections of sort of 100, 200 artworks, something like that. Um, even those in the sort of low hundreds, you just simply are going to end up having a huge chunk of your collection in storage. Um, and obviously, the more your co collection grows, the higher the percentage that will inevitably end up being in storage. It can be as much as 75% and up. So having a, you know, first a collection management database that um, can diligently organize all of your collection, but most importantly, especially for the collectors, having an offline presentation app of sorts. Um, for us, we have Private Views, which um, is our, our offline uh, presentation app uh, that connects directly with the database. So what typically happens is that you have, you know, the collection managers or, or, or perhaps a sort of assistant who will be 
um, entering all of the data into the database and obviously it's incredibly detailed and so you've got everything from you know purchase information to conditions to provenance exhibitions literature to images multiple images um, reports certificates so much detail um, but when it comes to the collector I think they really often just want to see they want to know that that's being taken care of but they also then just want a really lovely tool to be able to browse through their collection regardless of what they have physically hung on their walls or tucked away in storage and that means that having a tool like that that you know you have an app that could be broken down by location and so on and you can if you have family and friends over be able to pull up your app and not just show um, people the works that you have on, on your walls but use tools like private views to sort of browse through your collection it is a wonderful way to be able to to present the work and and also have it available sort of offline to you as well and the second part i mentioned before it is reporting um again i think uh for the collectors themselves they want to make sure the collection is being taken care of efficiently and as i said they often have a collection manager or assistant doing that but the collectors then really need the ability to be able to say right i want to get a report of everything in this location um, based on these criteria and the ability for the collection manager to jump into the database and in a couple of minutes you know flag up the artworks that they want um, and create a presentation of whether it's a word document or an excel document or to send that group of works um, as a specific group to the ipad app um, within a few minutes is absolutely huge and for the collector to get something in their hand with everything they need that quickly is, is really fantastic and i think a bit of a game changer and that's certainly something that we have you know kind of set up in you know art logic online the database side of things um, in fact one report uh, we're very excited about that we recently just finished um, is our sort of automated insurance report. We've always had insurance report uh, reports built into the database, but what we've done recently is we consulted with a number of um, insurance firms uh, who specialize in the art world and, you know, and uh, specialists in insurance. And uh, what we got and gathered from them was the exact ways and methods in which they calculate insurance based off whether it's works that you've purchased, so collectors, you know, it's typically the sort of purchase price of that works plus a certain percentage, or even for galleries, whether it's on consignment works, it's that kind of consignment net value plus a certain, consent, uh, plus a certain percentage. And we created a, a formula. So now in the database, of course, you can add like, so collectors could go in and add an override um, for their insurance value if their insurer has said, yes, this work is so valuable, this is specifically what it should be insured for. But if they don't do that, the database will make a suggestion for them automatically based off these formulas in the background. And the formulas are, of course, the percentages are adjustable. But what's really exciting about this is for the first time ever, um, collectors and galleries and even artists, you know, can go in and they can, um, in kind of one click, create an insurance report and have a total insurance value across their entire inventory um, within seconds and this we hope will save people a considerable amount of money on their insurance premiums because in the past people would say well you know I think the collection is kind of between about four and five million let's say something like that um, whereas now they can say well actually no the collection is you know 4.32 million and therefore we're going to insure it for exactly that and that will bring down the insurance premium significantly saving uh, a lot of money so that's a uh, been an exciting uh, uh, sort of uh, new development that came out recently. And I know you've touched on this a little bit, but tell us how ArtLogic plays into all of this and the technological innovation we've seen in the art world recently. 
as you say, Adam, I mean, I, you know, I've talked a little bit kind of about integration, but that idea of integration for us and, you know, a better integration of, of the tech systems and, and the management systems for gallery and, and streamlining the business processes in the art world as much as we possibly can it is, is just sort of, a, I think, an endless goal for us and we'll continue along that path. Um, you know, we, uh, ArtLogic Online, which is our database, tends to be kind of the the sort of beating heart of the gallery and what we you know we then offer websites um to get you know to galleries artists collectors and so on um and private views which is the ipad app and we have an email marketing solution but the database always acts as that kind of core hub and what we want to create is we really want to as much as we can try and remove repetitive data entry so we're saving hours and hours of time and 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 hopefully allowing people to you know, really, really focus on one area so they can, you know, put enter things into the database in an incredibly detailed way and that automatically ping out to the website, the iPad app, you know, email marketing tools and so on. And, you know, and, and we're working more and more on this as we kind of go forward uh, to integrate, even with not just with tools that we've built, but to integrate with other third-party solutions that gallery might galleries might be using. You know, if there's another tool they're using that, is a really fantastic tool. Um, better for us just to integrate with that tool if we can, uh, as opposed to trying to build it ourselves. So integration is huge. And we've also started uh, partnering with more and more companies. So everything from kind of tech infrastructure com uh, companies uh, to search engine optimization um, uh, companies as well, so that we can really offer all of the you know best options to our clients as you know as we possibly can um and you know the ultimate goal is really to to try and make the job of fine art management easier more efficient and you know and hopefully hopefully more enjoyable as well um and then in the uh spring of this year which is really exciting uh we're launching uh what we're sort of calling currently at least um art logic 3 um and this is our redesigned redeveloped um, and responsive version of the ArtLogic Online database. So uh, it's a really exciting step forward, I think, for us um, uh, because we are, you know, we're a web design firm, uh, you know, as well, and that's a huge part of what we are, and we know how important design is to the art world. And so what we're wanting to do with ArtLogic 3 is to, to take all the many, many years of uh, features um, and uh, tools that we've built into ArtLogic over the last... 15 years or so of being in business, but now uh, take all those uh, uh, that fe those features and knowledge built up over all that time, and now build it into a really beautiful interface. And we've really kind of finally been able to let our design team sort of run wild with the uh, um, the ArtLogic Online interface, keeping the same logic very much. It's going to kind of be almost like a you, uh, you know, kind of like when you get, if you get an iOS upgrade on your phone, the logic's exactly the same, but it looks much more beautiful and slick. Um, and and the goal is to to really move away from, you know, from this looking like, uh, or you know, databases looking like a sort of uh, dusty database. We want to get away from that. We want it to look um, like a beautiful website, really. You know, something that you would be proud to show works to a client on, um, and not necessarily have to use. Uh, you know, an iPad app uh, for that. Um, so I have beautiful presentation modes and so on. So um, that's kind of the direction we're going. Um, and, and of course, um, a big step in, in all of this and reason that we're doing it as well is 
because of uh, the need and want for us to make the database responsive so that it works on mobile devices, not just on um, desktops and iPads. So that's going to be a big, big change for us, I think, uh, um, in the future. And Joe, what kind of technological trends do you anticipate in the future for the art world? I know it's a big question. Uh, yeah, it was a tricky one. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I thought about it a bunch and, and I was, uh, um, and then I kind of, everything I thought about, I kind of just kept coming back to sort of the one big broad stroke, I think, which is ultimately the phone. Um, you know, the, the progress in, you know, uh, smartphones and the way in which we use smartphones on just such a daily basis to manage all of our businesses, whether it's in the art world or outside the art world, um, it's just moving a mile a minute. And, and we just absolutely have to embrace that, really. Um, we've already seen Google announce last year um, that they actually said now that if your website isn't responsive, um, this will actually now negatively affect your, your SEO rankings. So if people are searching for your website on their phone and it's not responsive, it will knock them down the SEO rankings. So they've made a really pretty hardline stance there. Um, but, but beyond just the websites, kind of on the database side of things as well, what we're starting to think about is like, and get really excited about the idea of like how we can use the phone um, as an actual gallery tool. You know, could you imagine if you could um, walk into a stock room or a, a storage lo uh, location at the gallery and not necessarily have to go in with a clipboard, you know, and a report that you're ticking off to check things are in that location, but as opposed to that, you're going in with your phone in your hand and live that moment, that second, you're able to update artwork details on the location of those works and where they are. So that movement and continued movement towards the phone, I think is, is the major, major uh, change um, that we're seeing kind of going on. And I, and I think it really should be embraced as much as is humanly possible. Um, so, uh, you know, and, we, and we've certainly, I guess, in relation to the phone, we've got, we've, we've got a lot of exciting ideas coming up um, that we'll be beginning to think about uh, sort of rolling out, begin to roll out after what we're, I guess, considering phase one of, of the sort of ArtLogic 3 redevelopment. So, um, yeah, definitely it's a few exciting things. We'll keep them up our sleeves uh, for the time being, but, but definitely um, stay tuned for, for updates in the future. Joe, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and chatting with us about the technological trends we've witnessed uh, in the art world over the past few years, as well as what you foresee we may be seeing in the future in the art world. And if our listeners want to learn more about ArtLogic, what's the website they can go to? Uh, www.artlogic.net. Great. Thanks again for coming in, Joe. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.